Hello, welcome fellow travelers to Fate's Wide Wheel. I'm your host, Sam, and I am joined by the one and only Caitlin Bassett. Caitlin, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so pumped. I know, me too. It's really good to see you. You as well. You as well. It's been too long. I know. Way too long, but we can at least meet before, what do we have, seven coming up? That's Halfway right. through the season. I know. Yeah. Well, it, which is which is interesting because one of the things that I've been saying recently after I uh, reviewed episode six, six kind of just kind of felt like this exhale, you know, which I felt like came at the perfect time with with, you know, the tentative agreement in place and the strike ending. It was just sort of like, what a perfect time to have an episode like this where we get to sort of just exhale before the next you know stuff sort of happens mm -hmm. did it feel that way to you at all like even i mean probably while filming probably not right because things were just like going 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 yeah <laughs> but now does it does it maybe feel that way in retrospect a little bit uh i, I don't know maybe a bit I, like honestly it just felt like i did episode one and then i did episode you know eight like it was you know i just can't yeah it felt like one giant cannonball of a production um right. so like i do feel now in my life you know now that the strike is kind of ended and and we're going back and i see i'm seeing scripts and I, you know what i mean it's starting to yeah. feel really good and i feel like now is like a, is caitlin can kind of okay like let's go let's go finish this season you know what i mean it's it's really exciting but there was a lot you know it was very touch and go there for a minute yeah well, I, I mean, one of the things that's got to be kind of in incredible about it all is that you basically did 26 episodes in like in a row or well, 25, I guess there was a break between like episode one and the, but you did reshoots for the pilot. So yeah, it's basically, no, it you 26. Did, like, we did yeah. 26 episodes. Yeah. We did reshoots like, for that pilot. Like 26. Almost yeah. So <laughs> like, so yeah, 26 episodes in a row, like, you know, no break whatsoever. Um, what was that like? <laughs> Honestly, it was like a deployment. Mm. Honestly, like it's the closest thing I've ever had to a deployment. Now, I'm not saying like it's as hard. You know what I mean? You're not sure, getting shot course. at. Uh, I'm eating great. Lots of people are helpful. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm. It's not the same. But just in terms of like hours worked, it it is a bit similar. I've I, I have some similarities. I I I feel like I leaned on my deployment experience and my military training the most when I've been shooting this just in terms of, of stamina, mm. um, you know, and showing up like you might be exhausted, but we're going to show up having a great day. Right. <laughs> you know, there's going to be a yeah. smile on my face and I'm going to make sure that my energy's right so that it's not messing up your energy. <laughs> <laughs> we can get through this day. Um, oh yeah. I could only imagine. <laughs> right. So it, it, you know, it was a, it was a beast, but also like the joy of a lifetime. It, yeah with amazing people and it just got so exciting and it's so different especially from season one to season two and i mean i no complaints no complaints i'm so excited to go back you know speaking of like going straight from season one to season two when you found out about the plans for season two and the three-year gap and <sighs> you know ben and addison splitting up and everything and addison getting a new boyfriend mm -hmm. what were your feelings what were your thoughts uh, well, I was so excited for the three-year time jump because I feel like I was like, oh, I see what they're doing. They're going to change the structure of the show just enough to 
make sure that we can start to weave in these other things because where the pilot of the first season put us was right when the house was just lit on fire, right? Ben had leapt. We didn't know why the house was on fire. And when the house is on fire, it doesn't leave a lot of space to, you know what I mean? Get to know some of these characters. Now, I still, I don't necessarily disagree with it. I think that made sense to, to launch us into the show, launch us into the leaps because the leaps have to be, you know, they are the show. Yeah. Um, but now that, you know, we understand the leaps, we understand how they work. We understand how the science has evolved. Uh, we understand how this show's kind of structured now. I love that they did that. I, I, I was like, oh, what a smart way to move us forward and get us to play like, oh, who are we? Who are we outside of this? Where were we when this wasn't an option anymore? Um, that I think, I mean, was a stroke of brilliance by yeah. Martin and Dean. Uh, I was a little scared uh, <laughs> because I was like, okay, oh, we've moved on. Um, people tend not to be very forgiving of that. And so, but I think, you know, and to, to be in my character's corner about it, like it's been three years and she did everything she could. I mean, yeah. short of taking her own life, essentially. Even And she even kind of tried to do that when she launched, tried to launch herself into the accelerator. Right. It was just, I'll do anything to try and get him back, get me there, whatever. Um, and, you know, it was gone. Like there, there was no option. So when there's no option, no matter how tragic something was, you have to kind of move forward in your life or, or quit. You know, that's the two options. And I don't think Addison's a quitter. Right. Uh, I think she would have gone out in a burning flame before she just walked away, you know? Yeah. So I think, she, you know, she fought her way through like she always does, but that had to be to fight for her own life to a certain extent. So, you know, I'm in her corner, but I was a little nervous, um, but I think they've handled it really well. And, and I really appreciate, you know, what they gave me in, in four to finally argue my case back and be like, yeah. okay, I know you're mad and that's legitimate because of where you are in this journey. But let me explain what happened while you were sleeping. Like <laughs> some things have happened uh, that you need to be aware of. Right. Um, so, you know, I think I'm really grateful for that opportunity for, for my character. Yeah. I, I you know, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, Lonely Hearts Club, it's hard to, to, to pick a single out an episode thus far in the first six as a favorite, but that one felt like such a high point for me because it really, you know, it, it was, it felt like the, the emotional, you know, climax of all of the stuff that had been going on for the previous, you know, three episodes. And certainly after seeing, you know, in, in, in closure encounters, Ben's reactions to Addison and getting short and getting to be and ignoring mm -hmm. her and, you know, all that sort of stuff to kind of have that in, in, in the fourth episode. Um, it felt like such a high point. And I felt like the work that you and Ray did in that specific scene that you were talking about, you know, where you, you tell him that you almost jumped into the accelerator. I, I, I mean, legitimately, I was pretty blown away. I thought it was just the best, you know, the best work that I had seen you do. And, and, and I just, you know, it, 
it made me cry um three times and so <laughs> so i i, I just sorry I, no no I, I, it was it, it was necessary clearly um but but yeah it, it, i just loved it so much and so I, I to kind of echo what you were saying i think that it gave you uh, you know as an actor but the show in general a great opportunity to to really get you know more into these characters who these people are what they want what you know what they're fighting for what you know what this is all about and and it's been such a wonderful wonderful journey filming that scene Mm -hmm. and um you know i'm just curious because i know uh, when i had eliza on last week she was talking about you know working yeah she's great she's so good um wonderful but she mentioned kind of rehearsing the the one scene where you know Ben reveals uh, that he's a time traveler to her, almost like it was a play, like the two of them kind of rehearsing that scene. I'm just curious, like, what was that like for you and, and for Ray in that particular moment? Did you rehearse it in that same way? Was it just more like you just did it? You know, what what went into that? Yeah, uh, honestly, that one we did. And it was one of the first times I've ever stayed away from Ray on set. I actually, and he knew I was doing it and he very respectfully gave me space to do it. And it wasn't to work up emotion. It was just because there was something I had to stay mad enough to let it loose at that, you know what I mean? At that character, I had to really live in how much of a jerk he'd been to me for a couple episodes, which again, understandably, which is why in those episodes, you know, you still had those kid gloves on a little bit where I wasn't, I was like, I was just kind of taking it. Um, But, you know, I think we'd had a season and some change to, to gear that up. So, you know, different between Ray and Eliza, they had just started working together and they, you know, sure. uh, So they were still kind of creating what that was going to be. But for me, we did the lines and then I just stayed away from him. I say it on the opposite side of like holding. We, I didn't even, I didn't chat with him, which is very weird for me. I am a chatter. If <laughs> Guess that. Uh, and so is Ray. And, and, uh, and it was, it was so interesting. We didn't, he, I didn't have to explain it to him. He never, he never, was never like, are you okay? Or like, you know what I mean? He knew, yeah. he knew it was for the scene and, I knew it was for the scene. And then I think we only honestly did it two or three times. Um, maybe a little bit more for coverage, but, but the, the, you know, the, the big part a couple times, yeah. it was freezing that day, which I know in LA is a sliding scale, but um, <laughs> it was like, it was legitimately very cold and it, under camera, my leg was shaking, but it was oh like, my gosh. I was so upset and trying to bottle that into something that wasn't it wasn't like unmitigated anger it's that anger that you feel when you love someone and you're so tired of their crap and you're like i know why you're hurt but let me explain where i was for a second like can you stop thinking about yourself for a second because i've thought about you for years and all i do is think about you you know what i mean yeah and and it, it was a rough episode to shoot, if I'm being honest. Um, and there was that day. And then and then the last scene of that episode, too. Uh, we didn't love it. It like mm. just Ray and Caitlin as friends. It was just it was just tough. But Ray and Caitlin as actors, it was great. Yeah. 
Well, another one of my favorite scenes, not to make it all about that episode, but another one of my favorite scenes from that episode, it's funny because you and Ray don't actually speak much in it at all. And it's the scene where, uh, oh gosh, I'm blanking on her name and I feel awful because she was wonderful. But um, the, the the woman that played uh, Tim Matheson's co-star in the TV show that oh, they were she, in. Yeah, she was great. When she when she kind of gives you know Tim that model and she's like, are you okay? And like, as soon as she asked him that, like I started to get, I was so emotional because I was just like, oh my gosh, this is making me feel all sorts of things. But there was this wonderful moment where, you know, the, the, you know, kudos to the, to the camera and the, and the director, but like, it was lovely because it was like, Tim was in the foreground, you know, we we were Mm -hmm. looking at his face, but you could see, you know, your face and Ray's face at the same time. And it was really, really beautiful. Just clocking those reactions. Um, just a curiosity in a scene like that, do you, do you find doing that where you're just listening, right? And you're just actively listening. Do you find that to be harder or, or, or just part of the work in the same way as the, the previous scene we were talking about or easier? Um, I'm, I'm curious. I think it depends. I think in a scene like that where, I mean, you could listen to it 50 times and it would still break your heart. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not doing the work here. I'm just listening, you yeah. know? Sure, there's sometimes you have to maybe muscle it up a bit or, you know, we've done this 10 times and, you know, <laughs> the story's sure. losing a little bit of juice. Uh, <laughs> it's something, you know what I mean? But um, but no, that one, that one was easy. I mean, there's just also, there's just some actors that can, it just, you can't. I remember, this is a bit of a deep cut for the show, but episode 103, mm-hmm. um, John, who played, mm. uh, I cried at his rehearsal. Mm. of when he starts that monologue about having PTSD and nobody caring about because my dad had very bad you know PTSD from Vietnam mm-hmm. and I was like oh I, I might cry right now like I, I saw I was like oh he's that's that's exactly what it is he yeah. nailed it and we we were just rehearsing he was at 70 percent but you know it's just I was like oh I have to keep it together actually yeah <laughs> I have to listen less because if I listen a hundred I'm just going to be crying the whole time. Right, right. Well, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, that John is obviously probably one of my favorite guest stars that you all had. I, I just think that, you know, when somebody up there likes Ben, that I, I'm on the record as saying this multiple times, that was the episode where things really started to coalesce for me, especially with Ben, like seeing Raymond, like really get Ben and that moment in like the, the jail cell when, you know, Ben is like fighting for, you know, John, it's just, it's just this lovely moment where it's like, yeah, that's, that's my leaper. Like, that's exactly, you know, yeah. what I, what I want. And uh, from, from the show and, uh, and to see more of that, you know, as, as it's gone on has been so so satisfying um but uh uh i know i just i just thought that there have been some some lovely lovely moments and and again going back to one of your first comments about just how the three-year gap opened things up so much i'm curious you know like back at the project and this is actually we we took some questions um from from twitter and instagram and so this is a perfect time to uh to throw one of those at you um because the relationships that we kind of saw you, you know in, in the first season have clearly like continued for that three year gap. Um, so I, I'm interested in hearing, you know, kind of like the, if, if you all have done like any work, you're just talking about what might've happened during that time, or is it just kind of a case like we, we got, we got on the page and we're just going to go in there and we're going to, you know, tell the truth and, and, and the rest will follow. Um, and then I'll get to this Instagram question, but that that's kind of my first question. Like, as far as like any sort of like background work that you all have done, you know, on your own to kind of fill in that gap, or if you're just kind of waiting to take the lead of the writers. 
Oh no, we talked about it. I mean, the the writer, I think Dean and Martin led that correctly though. You know, they kind of gave us the background and then we filled in. Um, and it really felt like the first year after Ben didn't come back, it was basically what you saw the first season, but without the leaping and a lot more frustration and a lot more like, why isn't this working? And we're in there all the time. And Ian's trying every smart person thing that they can. And I'm, you know, shaking every tree around the government and, you know, trying to just figure out. And so is magic and it's just not working. And the frustration of that, of, of, and at what point do the dominoes fall of who fell first? Who was like, I don't think this is, and who fell last? And I think all of us can answer that for ourselves. I don't think we need necessarily to have a consensus, um, but I do think Addison was probably one of the last to fall and it probably was in the flame of trying to jump in. There was probably an, a, a bit of a psych arrest. Uh, I probably spent a few days in a place uh, heavily, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it went there yeah. uh, and then how the relationship shift, you become a different person. There was a lot more drinking. Um, and sometimes when you go through things like this, you know, for a while you hold on and then you start to have to just move away. So I think by the end, and I think we all agreed on this, by the end, we were really only seeing each other once every few months. Mm. Um, I think Ian, or I think like Jen and Magic saw each other a bit, a bit, a bit more. Yeah, uh, but I think Addison in particular just really started to have to walk away because they were just the life she couldn't have anymore, and she started a new one, you know, right? Uh, with with a person, <laughs> probably where this question's going. <laughs> we'll definitely talk about that. Actually, it's not believe it or not, uh, okay. but it, but it, but it, could, it ties into uh, sort of what you're talking about there um, because Aya, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, A Y A, over on Instagram asked that um, they wanted to hear more about the Ian and Addison relationship, and certainly there have been a couple of moments in, in recent episodes, One Night in Koreatown being a great example, where the two of you, you know, have these really wonderful moments and uh uh I, yeah i would just love to hear you know your perspective on that relationship you know maybe where it is now uh you know no spoilers but where it might go that sort of thing <laughs> yeah i mean i think ian and addison have always had that you know sibling just like we bully each other in the way that we can because Ian's significantly smarter than me, but I can <laughs> go outside and not burn up like a vampire, you know, like, <laughs> so, like <laughs> um, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. they're just that all that will always exist. Um, and Mason constantly reminds me of that when they get to get away with any line they want in the room. And I'll just sit there with being the straight man. Like, okay, <laughs> thanks for that. I don't even need to be in this scene. We don't, don't even turn the cameras around. Just, <laughs> let's just move on. <laughs> um, but, you know, that relationship is just so much fun to play because it just always feels like coming home. Uh, uh, the, the, the characters have no, I don't want to even want to say competition. Like, they're just so different, but they, they're similar in the, fa in the fact that they just care so much. Uh, so, I mean... I love the, the the Mason scenes 
they're always fun and funny and heartwarming. And also Mason could have chemistry with a toothpick. Mm-hmm. So like, they're just so amazingly present and, and generous as an actor, uh, which, you know, I'm eternally grateful for. So it's, you know, uh, I think that relationship, you know, the one probably who kept calling, even though Addison stopped texting back was Ian mm-hmm. the most. I think Magic probably gave some space. I think Jen definitely gave some space because Jen gets it. Jen yeah. gets having a, and Jen did kind of have to go in your own hole. Um, but I think Ian kept calling. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that, you know, it's it, it, one of the things that, that really kind of helped to coalesce that relationship for me as a viewer was in Let Them Play. And it's the scenes that the two of you shared in that episode. And then of course, at the end, when you invite them into the imaging chamber with you, I mean, it's just, there's so, there, there was so much about that episode that kind of helped to explain what these two people mean to one another and, and, and to see it followed up on in, in such nice ways. Um, although, you know, at the same time, you haven't had a ton of time together, but in one night in Koreatown in particular, you know, I thought that that, that scene was just really lovely. And uh, yeah, I mean, they are, they're, they're fantastic and I love watching them, but uh, it's, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the relationships that, you know, that Addison clearly has with these other people, like you said, I mean, it's changed just due to this being a part. How do you feel about, I mean, you know, just from an actor's perspective, from a character's perspective, whatever perspective you want, the fact that everyone has been so supportive of the relationship with Tom, you know, as we get that kind of said to us numerous times, you know, Jen, Magic, everyone yeah. seems very supportive of the fact that Addison moved on. I think... I mean, I'm not sure if you've watched somebody go through like a brutal divorce or even worse, like lose their spouse. But I think, you know, after you watch that, regardless of who was at fault or, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if when you saw somebody give everything they had and it failed to save their life, to save the marriage, and then they are who they are after that, which is often not a great version of themselves. It's a, you know, a bit of a husk. And then you see them start to wake back up. I mean, I don't care if it's because they're into badminton. You're going to be supportive of it. You know, you're like, is anything putting life back into your eyeballs is, you know, that makes you want to get up in the morning. And I think Tom did that. I think in at first, you know, in a friendship way, I think he has, you know, he's he understands loss. Uh, right. He understands that in a very intimate way. He understands not having your life pan out how you thought. And I think we started working together and reconnecting as, as work colleagues again. And then eventually, after a long while, I allowed that to change. Um, but in in a way, there's a lot of... I, so I, I love that the, the, the quantum family is supportive because I think they're supportive because they know Tom helped bring Addison back to life. Yeah. Even though they couldn't bring Ben back. Um, so I think that's really where that comes from. Um, and I do think, you know, now that we're talking about him, we'll just add this as well. I think the Tom relationship is so different from the, the Ben relationship because I feel like Ben and Addison dreamed together. You know, they were on this crazy program. They were going to go get Sam Beckett back. They were going to change the world for the better. 
And when you're, when you dream like that, when you're excited like that, the energy that you bring to those sort of things there, it's, it's almost childlike, but it's also the special thing in life that you, you just hope you get little glimpses of, you know, a couple times throughout your yeah. lifetime. And ben, ben and Addison had that together. But then when life falls apart and when things don't go well, um, there's other relationships that form people who understand darkness and loss and you can create this different sort of relationship that is much more based on a mutual understanding of how the world really works. Um, and you don't always have to dream. And, and I know it's a little sad and dark, but it's like, sometimes you have to put away childish things and, Quantum Leap, I think, was one of the things Addison had decided to put away when she mm -hmm. really allowed herself, her and Tom, to move forward. Um, and then, of course, Quantum Leap came back. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I mean, you, you, you practically took my breath away. What a stunningly beautiful answer, honestly, to, to, to those questions. Cause I just, I, 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 how that can't resonate with anyone. And, and, and it's so evident in, in the work that that's happening. I mean, it's just, I love that answer. So thank you for, for sharing that. <laughs> um, so uh, since I don't have anything else to say right now, let's move on to another question. Yeah. Um, this is from Lexi over on Twitter. Uh, she asks, what's been your favorite part about filming season two? Okay. <laughs> when is this podcast coming out? <laughs> ah, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> this will come out before seven or eight air. So only the first six can be included in the air. Okay. I'm only going to include the first six then. <laughs> uh, because there's, there's more very exciting things. Um, I mean, it's hard to, it's still hard to explain. But first of all, I loved seeing a bit of who Addison was outside of Ben. Because I think the first season ended up a lot of that. Mm -hmm. uh, for a good reason. It's called Quantum Leap and he's the one leaping. So, <laughs> it's not called It was supposed Quantum. to be you though. So I know. Thank you. That's right. Um, so, you know, but I do, I loved episode 202. I loved mm -hmm. being outside of HQ, not in the leap. I loved my reaction being like, hold on, I have a life happening now. Like you can't, I can't, we don't just drop things all the time. Yeah. Like, um, I thought some of that was, uh, was some of my strongest work and also s some of the most fun I've had because it just, she operated alone. She, mm. You know, she is who she is. Um, so some of that was really fun. I have loved the addition of, um, of Eliza and Peter. I mean, just even on set, you know what I mean? They're just really lovely to have uh really talented actors so that's just been a really cool addition and i also yeah. think it's it's done more fun things for the show um absolutely and then truthfully to round that answer out sorry lexi you get three for the price of one um i loved i loved the time she finally got to take her kid gloves off and her and addison and ben i think in the fight got to have the first 100 honest amnesia free no kid gloves, like, here's how things are now. And we're here, tragically, for a lot of things outside of your control, but first and foremost, for something that was in your control. You chose this. 
you did this to us and you left me first. Mm. So I like, I appreciated it because there was a lot of season one, you know, he didn't remember something. Right. It, how do you, you know, how are you angry at somebody who can't even remember what, what you're angry about them for? <laughs> and they were doing it to try and help you. But in this way that was like, that was a choice. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, it just, it really shifted the paradigm and it, and it broke open a lot of what we've we've been able to do. Also, I love that they're using the cast in the leaps differently. I think that's yeah. so strong for the show. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. It's been a lot of fun to to see that. And you mentioned 202. Um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, uh, I'm asking lots of actory questions, but uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is that there's this wonderful moment um, that really stood out to me where you're watching the screen and you know we see Ben's face and Ben is clearly like scared and rattled because Addison's not there. And there's something about that scene. And I wonder, you know, if it was intentional or not, where it just feels like I'm seeing two people who are connected in spite of not being in the same room with one another in spite, you know, and, and it was really, it was pretty powerful for me. So I'm just curious about, you know, how intentional that was, if, if that was something that you felt in doing it, or if it's just, that's just what I happen to take from it. <laughs> no, I mean, I can't remember. I think they showed me the footage. Mm. I think they showed me what he looked like. And I'm going to give Ray a lot of the credit here because what he gave in that was really beautiful. Yeah. And and I I think I played off of it. And if I didn't, it was something similar. Maybe like they told me what he was supposed to be doing. Um and I guess I just knew him enough. Like, I honestly can't remember, but you know, I was looking at nothing. I had, you know what I mean? I was looking at, yeah. I was looking at a, one of the server things um, as like an eyeline of somebody put a piece of tape there for me. So, but I don't know. I, I you know, I, I think we, we'd created quite a relationship um, over season one. And I think you just have to look at somebody who, who you miss, and can't believe is alive, but can't help. You know, there's just, yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but it cut together very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it really did. Because it's evident from both sides, right? You know, that's that's the thing is it's like, you know, you get this this look of Ben and he's like looking around, you know, as if like, where, you know, where is she? Why isn't she here? And then we see, you know, you looking at that and it just, it worked so incredibly well. It was a really, really yeah. great moment. Um, worked out good. That yeah, worked out yeah, good. Yeah, good work. Sometimes it worked out good. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, the end of that episode when, you know, when Ben finds out that you've moved on, I mean, I, I've said this before, but Ray's reaction to that is just so incredibly heartbreaking. I mean, it's probably one of the finest just moments of just simple, pure heartbreak I've ever seen. You know, the, no, that's it, not too much. It's, it's just, it was so beautiful. Uh, mm. And I just, just slays me. Uh, <laughs> it hurts me. I, I was like, why did you move on? Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I oh, I know, right? I th that's got to be the difficult thing in some ways too, right? Is to, you know, and it's a testament again just to the work that everyone's doing because you get this 3-year time gap. But it's not like you went away for a few months, you know, and had this had this 
break between seasons, you just had to get right back in there after having done season one and do this. So the fact that it's worked so well and, and, and it comes across in the performances is, is, is really pretty remarkable because it, it has got to be hard to, I, I imagine, stay across from someone that you have developed this relationship with is, you know, you know, professional, but personal as well. And, and then of course, thinking about it in terms of the characters and to just see this awful place where, especially where he has been for at least half of this season so far, sometimes you got to walk out of there and feel a little ah, afterwards, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it adds some feelings for sure. It, yeah. it doesn't always feel good. Um, it doesn't feel good to, you know, hurt the character your friend plays. I don't know yeah. how to explain it any more than that. Like, sure. It's just, I know it's removed and it's, we're all acting, but like you're playing hurt and I can see it and it hurts me. <laughs> right. It's a weird, I think, you know, I think our worst day on set was, um, it was in episode four and it was when he tells me he doesn't want me to be his hologram anymore. Both of us, we just, I can't explain it. We just walked away like, <sighs> mm. All right, bye, friend. I'll see. I'll see. I'll see you when I see you. It was like there, because you know you don't know exactly when that's working out. So, yeah. um, there was this like this you know little goodbye and and I'll see you when I see you. It, it, that was real. <laughs> yeah, that's that sucks. Oh. <laughs> so, um. Uh, I'll jump to another question here. This is from Oddly Specific with Audra. Uh, and she asked, Caitlin, if in Quantum Leap's off time, you had your pick to do any series, any role, what would you choose? Any dream role you've always wanted to try or any series you just want to pop on for a stint? Oh, God, probably Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I So I'm actually, uh, there's no evidence of this anywhere except for like a bunch of childhood photos. But I was I used to be a very competitive equestrian. I ride horses. Oh. Um, and I'm finally getting back into it because I, I lived in New York uh, poor for years and you can't ride horses poor in New York. You have to be incredible. <laughs> both of those things would make it very yeah. difficult. Like you know, yeah. one alone is hard, but you put both yep. of them together. <laughs> both together is just really untenable. Um, yeah. And in the army, I was moving around so much. So, uh, and, you know, I love stage combat. I love to fight. So like, I, you know, I'd love to do some military stuff because obviously, but, but if it's a dream, oh yeah. I mean, I always tell, I tell my manager probably once a month. I'm like, I want to be in New Zealand on a horse with a sword. That's what I want. <laughs> I got a little elf vibe. We can, we can pull it off. I love it. I, I, Hey, I, I want it. I, you, yes, there are supporters for that out Thank in the you. world. So <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, yeah. You, you know, it's funny because I, I, I love Lord of the Rings as well. And, and I think that it, one of the things that's fascinating to me sometimes is that when you get to kind of live in these worlds for an extended period of time, you either get to bring some of the stuff with you, like you're talking about with the equestrian, but you also get to take so much stuff away with you, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you hear that story like about Viggo Mortensen, like connecting with the horse and then buying the, the horse. Yeah, yeah you know, I mean, it's like, it's stuff two like that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. So um, it's- And I think he uh, also bought Hidalgo. 
He bought, think, he's bought a lot of horses. Yeah. Horses. <laughs> <laughs> horses. So, <laughs> and good for him. Um, yeah, yeah I, 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 like I said, I would love to see that. I, I would be, I'd be front and center for sure. Um, another I question: like a horse girl, like on a farm, like horse girl, like yeah, yeah, like hashtag her horse girl. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you do you ever see the possibility for you getting to ride a horse in Quantum Leap? I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't know. I was no. gonna say let's 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 if, call I some guess, people right now. I, yeah. <laughs> I guess if in a very maybe in a world, if uh, I don't know if I ever get to do a leap, maybe or right. or if NBC really wants to take needless risk with their actor and give me a <laughs> give me, a, <laughs> I can start riding around. They're like, they'll never ensure that. Like ever, no. we're like, well, we could either have this scene with just me talking to Ian in the office, or we could spend way more money and take a ton of risk by putting me on a horse and then. Exactly. <laughs> Why not? But, yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know how well that one's going to go. But now, now you've put this image into my head. How would Mason feel about getting on a horse? <laughs> oh, I think Mason would be game. Ray yeah. would be game. Ray, when we did the Western episode, there was some smack talk about because I am like clearly like Ray's very good physically. He's a phenomenal mm -hmm. athlete. But like if you were to put us both on horses, there'd be no question. I would <laughs> just mop the floor with him. And so there became like a nice little like, well, if we got to ride, what would we do? And I think he'd be he'd be game because he's just he's he likes to be good at stuff first of yeah. all. So he'd make sure he was good at it. Or at least good <laughs> enough. Um, but yeah, I think Mace would do it. Nan would definitely do it. Yeah. Um, Alice rides. She and I want to go riding at some point. Well, there you go. Yeah, so right. we're, we're we're creating a little, a little mean, family out here. Yeah, I, I, it should happen now. I should figure out a way for everybody yeah. to just be on horses for an episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Doug Brooks asks, what decade would be your favorite to actually observe as a hologram? Uh, American decade? Sure. We'll narrow it down a little bit. I think the revolutionary Ooh. revolution would be phenomenal. I think that'd be super, super cool. I think, yeah. you know, and again, you know, we're in a place that we could do it, which is amazing. Right. Um, if we're talking about old Europe, like, you know, different answers. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, Victoria's reign was pretty cool. You know, there's a couple. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think in the American decade, like during the American Revolution would be a really cool thing to explore. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be really cool. You know, the classic series, there's an episode where uh, Sam leaps into like his great great grandfather in the Civil War. Um, right. But uh, in the novel range, there's a novel where he leaps into an ancestor in the time of the American Revolution. Um, nice. Obviously, the canonicity of the novels is up for debate, but. That being said, um, uh, I would love to see something like that. That would be super cool. And 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 I think that the show, in, in my opinion, my humble opinion anyway, that I think the show is primed for for stuff like that because we've gotten, you know, so many episodes where we, you know, we've had the opportunity to do some of the lower key leaps and that sort of stuff. And, and, and yeah, I mean, going big, right? But it's always time and money, I suppose, right? So. It's time and money, but I feel like you could do it for not that expensive, you know, like. I feel like there's ways to do it. It's just, if you notice there's, there tends to be a pattern, the bigger the leap, the less, um, other story going on. Like for example, the Koreatown leap, mm -hmm. you know, that was 
that was the start of the show. Right. And, uh, and magic's kind of journey there. Um, so, you know, it would have to be one of those. We'd have to go big, but it'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I would love it. I, there, there was that show on AMC not that long ago called turn Washington spies. I don't know if you, if you're familiar with it or it not, but, but the, I, to me, that would be a really cool kind of almost template in a way, because it's, it's the opportunity to, you know, tell some smaller stories against that larger backdrop while having cool. lots of intrigue and that sort of stuff without necessarily having to like show a battle or whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the revolution's happening. Right. Let's do it. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I thought of something actually that I, I wanted to ask you earlier. Um, going back uh, to some of the more emotional stuff, it's fascinating to me because, um, you know, there's that that story about in the classic series in the episode MIA where Dean has this, you know, really big, heavy scene talking about uh, Beth being the only woman that he ever loved. And, um, and afterwards, Deborah told me uh, on the show a couple of weeks ago that she went up to him and she was like, oh, Dean, I have to write more stuff like this for you. You're so good at it. And Dean was like, please don't. Cause he just didn't want to have to go there if he didn't have to. Um, and, and, and so I can imagine that, yeah, having those, those moments like you were talking about kind of the, you know, I don't want you to be my hologram anymore. See, it's like, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's rough, but my character, the whole first season, you know, was very in, emotionally involved yeah, which you know um i think some people loved and some people didn't understandably like uh dean got to play a little bit he was very he cared and he you know wanted to help sam all the time but because he wasn't as emotionally invested there wasn't a relationship or you know like there um he got to kind of be on the sidelines a bit more and just observe Right. Uh, and talk some smack and have some, you know what I mean? Like yeah, not yeah. show up and be drunk and things like that, where, you know, that would be ridiculous if Addison did that. Right. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, um, so, you know, I was, I was very involved in that side too, but the conflict wasn't really happening between us. It was happening around us. And now the conflict is between us. Yeah. Which changes the dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I think it's just indicative of how smart the the three-year time jump and everything that happened yeah, as a result yeah. of that was because it, it's, to, to me, it's more engaging, you know, and as someone who enjoyed season one quite a bit, like I just think season two has been such a, a jump up in, in, in so many ways because of that, um, which has been, which has been really, really cool. Um, let's see here. Uh, wow. Audra asked quite a few questions. All right, Audra, we got time. Let's see here. Uh, Caitlin, as an actor who has been working on a series for two seasons and experienced many unusual hurdles, strikes, etc., how many episodes do you think is the sweet spot for a series considering cast schedule, writing arcs and, and viewing reception? That's actually a really great question. That's kind of fascinating. That's a question. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do think 18 felt like a good season. <laughs> At the end of that, we were, you know, that's when we were like, okay, I think this is about the time, you know, I think old network television went 20, 21, 22. Yeah. That's, I think the, the highest that, you know, going in a row um, should kind of span out, but it, it, it depends, right? Cause we shoot eight day episodes, right? Like, Game of Thrones couldn't have shot 26 episodes straight. That's insane. Right. They, you know what I mean? Like they spent months on an episode and it was all kind of block shot and all those things. Um, so it depends, I think, what you're on. But I do feel like for the network dramas, you know, somewhere between 15 to 20 feels like a really nice 
sweet spot for like a season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree. I How do you, um, you don't have to answer this question, but I am curious. How do you feel about 13? If it, you know, if, if 13 is all you get for season two, how do you feel about that? You know, I think it's short, but I think it, in the context of where we are in the industry, how many people have lost their shows, how many people shot shows and they just got thrown out because they don't have time. Yeah. It's, you know, at this point, I'm grateful we're at 13 based on the reality of the world we're in. Um, in a perfect world, I would have loved to go longer. I think the writers would have too. I think yeah. the writers had a hard time wrapping us up in that. Um, and they're still kind of trying to fine tune all that. But uh, yeah, so that would be my answer. 13 is a little short, but at this point, you know, and where we are, I'm just, I'm very grateful that we have it. Absolutely. Um, just out of curiosity, how many of the episodes have you, uh, the scripts for episodes have you seen thus far? I've only uh, seen uh, the next one. Nine. So okay, far. cool, 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 cool. Um, I haven't seen any, uh, but uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I, I agree with you. And I think that obviously it's been difficult for, uh, I think, fans. And I, I've certainly seen this in, in Quantum Leap. I've seen it in Star Trek. I've seen it other places where people are, you know, understandably, like they want to watch their shows. I get that. But at the same time, it's, it's it, as, as long as you understand that in the context of, yeah, and the people want to be making them great you know but if, if if you can't necessarily understand that part of it it's like well you know slow your roll it's it's going to be okay we'll we'll get there um but you know i i guess kind of speaking to that a little bit more um how are you how are you feeling about things now that you know the the strike is ended and you can get back to work and 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 you know what was that like for you especially you know starting on a tv show Right. And it's like the first thing that you've done pretty much. And, and, and then all of a sudden, bam, this happens. At this point, it's par for the course. I also graduated theater school in 2020. So not the best time <laughs> to graduate from theater school. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so at this point, like my, my experience in this industry has been, it doesn't exist. And then it does exist. And then it doesn't exist. And then it, like, so it like, this is just reality for me. Um, everyone keeps telling me it's crazy, but it's one of those things where if things are always crazy, then that's just how it is. Right. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, it was, it's nerve wracking, exciting, terrifying, hopeless, hopeful, all at the same time, depending on what time of day you're in. Yeah. Uh, well, I, you know, one of the things that, that I'd mentioned before uh, to someone is, is that it, it, that this whole time I, I, all I had been thinking is like, I just, I, you know, I hope that they're doing okay. And I hope that, you know, that they can get back to work because it was evident from the conversations that I had with people, you know, prior to the strike and, and, you know, during interviews for, for the first season, just how, how much fun you all were having and how passionate you were about the show. And, and, and I've talked to a couple of people since then that have just been very honest and been like, it's not like that on every show. Like we are very, very lucky. <laughs> so, um, so I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that, you know, um, that you can get back at it. Um, the, uh, let's see here. I do have uh, another question here. Um, Oh, this is this is from Audrey again, and this is another great question. We kind of talked about some of the stuff a little bit. Uh, do you have any relationship dynamics you want Quantum Leap to explore, like Magic's kids, Jen's family, more business or government involvement with the project? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, Deborah talks about it all the time. Like, this, this is the thing that can take Quantum Leap into the Star Trek world where you can really start to explore families and, you know, generation. Like, there's so much to explore here. It's just about having the time to do it. I want to know so much more about Jen. I think Nan Rissa is so talented <laughs> and is such a force. And as soon as she's on screen, you're like, what is she up to? There's just, you know what I mean? There, you can't take your eyes off of her. And I want to know, like, I want to know what's going on with her and her dad. I want to know yeah. if she's dating someone. I want to know the last person that she kicked to the curb, most likely. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want to know so many things. I want to know what's going on with Magic's kids. I want to know, obviously, like, he's with Beth now, which is so yeah. cool. Like, how's that working? Um, uh, uh, Ian and Rachel, there's lots going on. Like, there's, I, when it comes to, like, relationships and places and, 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 and broader ways to take this, there's so many options available. It's just if we're going to have the time and the seasons to do it in. But yeah, hopefully we will. Absolutely, which is a great reminder for people to watch and stream. Please watch. Don't say it up as you possibly can. Yeah. Please watch. Uh, Don't. Yeah. I, I'll talk to people and they're like, "Oh, I'm saving it up." I was like, "Oh, are you? Yeah. What are you saving it for? Yeah, watch. what are you saving Why? it for? <laughs> it's like my own family. They're like, "Well, I'm saving it." I'm like, "No, you're you're watching it. Is what you're doing." Yeah, yeah, because those streaming numbers help. There's no doubt about that. But it's you know. Watch it, watch it, watch it live. Watch, watch it. Live. it. Uh, <laughs> it's the only way to experience a show. Um, oh, this is another great question. Um, this is from Lisa too over on Twitter. How difficult was it to go from being excited that Ben would be home to finding out that Addison had a new bow only a few days later, or or you know however long it was um, from you know from from shooting one eighteen. To, to 202 basically like what I know, was that 118 like? was like two addisons dealing with ben's yeah like, we i got two version of this of the relationship in that um it was jarring it mm -hmm. felt like cheating <laughs> like it didn't feel good you know what i mean i was like yeah. oh okay um but you know then you know you meet peter and he's wonderful and just an incredibly um tuned in actor which is so great so you know it was exciting to like feel what a, a different dynamic felt with like a different person in a different environment um but it, it was it was as jarring as you think it would be yeah you know oh. to be so focused on somebody for a season and then just hey <laughs> Right, right. Was was it difficult for you at all? Like, I mean, obviously, as you mentioned, I mean, especially in two oh six, I, I I will be honest. I had a little difficulty kind of adjusting to Tom early on, and it wasn't because I had issues with Addison moving on. I completely understood that, and I was excited to kind of see, you know, what that meant for the character and certainly for the dynamics with Ben. But for whatever reason, just the you know the character of Tom, I had a hard time at first. But after two oh six, especially, I was just sort of like, oh there you are like i now i'm all in um and i'm just curious like for you as an actor was there any kind of like was there anything you had to do to prepare yourself was it just as simple as like meeting peter and being like oh yeah we got this or was there anything that kind of felt like an obstacle for for you just as an actor to be able to engage with this new character due to the circumstances yeah to a certain extent because uh i remember dean 
kind of pseudo apologizing for it in the sense that like we never Tom and Addison never got a scene outside of HQ or or Ben really other than you know when he told me that Ben was back um when I was at the gun range so and you know so it became Ben right away we didn't get to see a lot of Tom and Addison um so it wasn't until really six, I think, where we got to see more of their relationship and yeah. I wasn't having to be in the leaps with Ben. So I think the focus could could shift a little bit more and and we got to see a bit more of the relationship, which is I think why you start to warm up to him because you, you understand why it's happening. But I feel like for a bit, Tom suffered from what we kind of all had to deal with in season one, which is getting dropped in, in the midst of the Ben bomb, mm. like it, instead of existing outside of that at all. Yeah. That's a really, really great point. And it, I, yeah, I mean, 206 for so many reasons, uh, I, I think just really helped me to connect with the character more. And one of the scenes that I loved, and it's indicative of something that I think we've gotten to see from Addison just a little bit more this season already, really, than, than we got to see in season one is uh, her sense of humor. Um, you know, there's that wonderful moment where Tom is like, this is a very bad idea. And you're like, no, this is a terrible idea. And and it just like little moments like that. There was, you know, in, in 204, there was a, the, the moment where, you know, Ben is like kind of ignoring you and going off to stop the wedding. And, you know, you, you have this great line. I, I don't want to paraphrase it or butcher it, so I'm not going to. But like, how does it feel to have, um, a, a, you know, maybe a little bit more opportunity to get into the humor uh, uh, of Addison and have Addison have a sense of humor about all of this, whereas it did feel in season one, it was very much, you know, she's frustrated, she's angry, she's sad, she, you know, there's all these other things kind of going on, whereas in this season, it does, it feels like you're allowed to have a little bit more of a sense of humor, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think, I think a couple things happened. I mean, I feel like we saw glimpses of it in season one, but by season two, Ben knows how to do leaps. We're, we're much less concerned every episode that Ben's not going to make it through this somehow. Right. Um, and so I think that allows for all of the characters to be a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. Um, and because Ben remembers everything, you don't feel like you have to have kid gloves on the whole time. You know, you can, you can kind of speak freely a little bit more uh and how you have to deal with somebody when you're in a relationship with them and things are stressful is different than how you would get to maybe treat like imagine ian and addison in a leap <laughs> exactly do you, do you see what i mean all yeah. they oh, would yeah. do is talk crap to each other because <laughs> because that's 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 within the relationship dynamic and nobody like we don't that thing that you have to do when you're in a relationship or like like okay we have to let's we're none of that ha has to happen right. we can just you know what i mean we can just completely mess with each other or or just ha disagree about everything and that's fine right. no like no one expects us to do anything different um, you're not trying to make things okay. You're not you're trying, not trying to, to make like, things yeah. okay. Where Addison constantly had to try to make things okay. And because she didn't have the, the decision power in anything in 
what he actually did in the leaps because he can do whatever he's going to do. I can't sure. physically do anything about it. And in the, the more general esoteric sense of like, she didn't choose to leap. He chose, you know, like, so just her, her, her ability to, to affect the outcome, uh, you know, wasn't is strong, which I think like, you know, if you want to get past me and I don't want you to get past me. And then I just sit here like, okay, try and get past me. Like now all of a sudden we have something cause, cause I'm standing on my own foot two feet too, where it just, it, that's not how the dynamic was so much. Yeah. Um, so, you know, again, and we learned that, right. Which is why I think using other people in the leaps works. Not mm-hmm. only are you showcasing the cast better who deserve so much more screen time, but also it's fun to watch the dynamic shift. Jen yeah. brings a completely different thing than Ian brings, which brings a completely different thing than, than magic brings. It's just different. Yeah, I, I well, I mean, that's one of the things that uh, about 206 that I loved, too, is that, you know, we, we'd seen Jen, obviously, as the observer before in Ben Song for the Defense, but now getting to see her again under these circumstances, it really does, it, it feels a lot like what you're saying is that, yeah, there's this, it, it's kind of like, Ben's got that, like, there's more confidence in Ben, and and there's less this sort of like, you know, what happened? Why isn't he home yet? How do we bring him home? How do we, you know, I mean, certainly that's still kind of all there, right? Like, it's not like, it's not like everybody's just sort of like giving up and like, nah, just let him leap forever. But <laughs> yeah, he'll be fine. Um, I mean, he did make it through one whole leap all by himself. So, yes, he did. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I, I just have loved seeing that a lot as well. And, and I think that what you'd mentioned earlier. Yeah. I mean, and is, is, is just so much fun and has such a, a different presence and dynamic. And, um, I mean, there were so many like laugh out loud moments with her as the observer in 206 because, you know, just, just just the way that she was reacting to the, you know, to the world around her. And then, of course, you see Tom in there and like when, when he tries to shake Ben's hand, <laughs> not once, but twice, mind you, like it, it's little stuff like that. But one of the things that also kind of sold me on Tom, just to go back to that for a moment, that I really loved is that it felt like in spite of this tension and in spite of Ben justifiably not wanting to work with this guy at all that that Tom was still there to advocate for Ben as best he could you know like I'm here to do this job and I love that it kind of for me anyway it really helped to I never thought this to begin with to be completely honest but it helped to kind of put to rest what I was seeing a lot from people talking about how you know Tom's a bad guy and Tom's going to be a bad guy and that sort of stuff and again without giving anything away without spoiling anything I am kind of curious what your thoughts are on, you know, on people who, who are, are insistent on Tom being some sort of, you know, Machiavellian mastermind bad guy here to like, you know, ruin everything. <laughs> I mean, maybe he is. I haven't had the last <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting played. But I think, you know, I think also we taught people to look for that in sure. season one with, with Georgina's character, Janice, and you know what I mean? And Leaper X, and there was always a plotty plot, like, Right. Um, and also, uh, Peter's look. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, 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 he he came off of I, I believe he had just played like a villain as well, so that's probably did, part yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, it, it's you know he's not Ben. Strike one. Right. Uh, he's new. Strike two. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? And he's like, you know, dark and mysterious. Strike two. And he has facial hair, so. <laughs> Get him out of there. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I haven't read the rest of the script, so they might be fooling all of us. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, they, who knows, right? I mean, that that has got to be an interesting experience because, I mean, to, to have already had like six episodes or eight episodes, excuse me, eight episodes, like kind of in your back pocket, like you knew where that story was going for those eight episodes. And now to be in a situation where it's like, okay, here's nine, you know, it's like, where are the rest of them? Like, there's got to be, even though that's not how it normally is either, there has, there has to be a little bit of an idea of just sort of like, I, I, I should know the whole story by now because it's been so long since we did eight. Yeah, but you know, things have to get final approval and things can change. <laughs> and um, I know the general, I know where we're going-ish, uh, yeah. but it, you know. It, you can tell change. me if you want. I cannot. <laughs> Sam. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I'm going to go to NBC jail is what I'm going to do. No, I don't want that. I don't want you NBC to get in trouble. Um, they can, you know, I, if I get in trouble, that's one thing, but I don't want you to. <laughs> um, so here's something from comforted by fiction over on Instagram. Uh, and they asked, um, this is, this is very interesting. Actually, if quantum leap could cross over with another show, what mm -hmm. show would you want Quantum Leap to cross over with? Mm. Does it have to be on NBC? I'm going to say no. It does not. Any show. Good answer. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. No, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, well, I mean, there's so many good ones. Doctor, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. <laughs> it has to be Doctor Who. Right. <laughs> I want to see Ben and Doctor Who duke it out for who gets to save the day. That's what I want. That would be so fun. And then like the two like observer helper. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The companion and the oh yeah. yeah. No, that would be that would be awesome. I would love yeah. that. Although okay. I do have to admit that uh, I, I now have this urge for some reason to see Ben as a dwarf. So there is Thank that you. as well. That's fun. That works rings, for me. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. either way. I'll be the uh, elf on the yeah. horse, on the beautiful white horse, and it's all sexy and gorgeous. And right. he's got like this a beard and a helmet. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> um, so I think we, I think I might've gotten through all the questions that we had uh, delivered to us by the fantastic listeners and folks who are excited about this. Um, but I just want to double check. Um, yeah. I, I, I think that one of the things that's been kind of interesting about this season too um, uh, is that there, the reactions to Addison from the first season have obviously shifted so much and it, all of that has to do obviously with the fact that this you know relationship is is now over and and she has moved on which of course i think is you know makes total sense um how tuned into you are these these reactions and what have been some of your thoughts and feelings on those reactions i mean they took a risk <laughs> <laughs> they took a risk um uh it's i like I get a lot of this stuff from the first season, right? Like the relationship was, had its own things that created a dynamic. Um, and then now there's a lot of people who, you know, really warmed up to me in the first season that now are, I'm now on their shit list, uh, <laughs> which I get, you know what I mean? Like, I sure. think that's a testament to like how much they believed in, in the relationship. Um, and so I think you want people to be a little peeved at you uh, when you change the dynamic. Um, I just, you know, I think, I think 
at least by the end of the season, I will have hopefully uh, won them back over. But, you know, <laughs> it's uh, we all have our parts to play. That's a very diplomatic answer. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, you know, one of the things that's interesting, speaking of parts to play, uh, going back to the to the very first episode, you know, we got the information that Addison is supposed to have been the leaper initially. When you got to shoot the scenes where, you know, you're, you're going through the testing, you're in the Fermi suit, all that sort of stuff. What was it like? And, and, and I think in a way, probably had to be beneficial that 118 had been shot so recently because you'd been kind of past Addison already. But yeah. what was it like to kind of simultaneously almost be three years in the future, Addison, that we're getting ready to see, you know, in, in, in 202, while having just been, you know, present day Addison, if you will, in 118, as well as past Addison, and now you're past Addison again. What was it like to kind of, you know, A, be in that situation where it's like, oh, I'm going to be a leaper, but you're not, and, and, and kind of be in the past again, as opposed to being, you know, in this new chapter? Honestly, it's um, some of my favorite things that I've gotten to shoot has been past stuff, past Addison, uh, when I got to do that, because, again, you got to see who she was outside of the house being on fire, outside of the love of her life ripping through space and time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you got to see, and I think her personality gets to shine through a little bit more. Her jokes get to shine. You know, like all of these things start to kind of come across more because um, she's more in her element. Like, you know, she's still on the train before the crash. So so it it was honestly, it was fun and empowering. And it, it reminded me who she was before everything went wrong. And I, I think I got to bring, I honestly think playing past Addison made me play present Addison better because I got to know more about her, who she was before her life exploded. Yeah, that, that that's a really interesting answer because it is evident and, and thinking about in particular the way that she relates to Ben, especially in that flashback that I'm talking about that was in um, 201 because in 118, like obviously things are weird because it's, not that Ben, it's, you know, future Ben. And so, you know, that dynamic was a little off, but seeing that scene in 201, especially the, that, you know, the flirtatiousness, the, you know, the, the, the idea that these are two people who are not yet like in love, certainly not, you know, engaged, but, but obviously attracted to one another and obviously have this relationship with one another. It was really, I don't know, it, it, it was great to see it. I'm so glad that those scenes got you know put into the episode um because it really did give us a wonderful i think window like you're saying into what addison was like before all this shit happened you know mm-hmm. um in 118 one of the things that i also thought that was very interesting is that you know you you get to kind of be a little bit more action oriented for a moment there um and and obviously we saw a little bit of that at the beginning of 202 when you're on the gun range um i mean given your own personal experience, your own military experience and that sort of stuff, is there, do you have a desire to be maybe a little bit more action oriented? Um, oh yeah. Yeah. It just grounds me. It just yeah. makes, it makes a lot more sense when you're doing something than when you're just s- standing in someone else's doing something. Mm. Um, it's just, you know what I mean? I, I don't know how to explain it. It's just uh, when you're there, but you're not really there. 
it it's it's you know sometimes you don't know what to do with your hands really um sure yeah uh, quite literally yeah. uh but when you're dropped in and you're in the middle of something it i it, it helps a lot and i also think it plays to some of my personal strengths of you know i love working out i'm very physical so that's just something that 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 plays to my strengths i think mm -hmm. a bit um and i'd love you know if we could figure out a way to work that in the show but it's just the time of it is is, is a bit hard sure um, so we'll see well you know kind of the next logical question is do you do you want to leap i think everybody on the show wants to leap <laughs> <laughs> it's not called quantum not leaping but, um, but you know i think it's reality is just is is i don't know how they would do that uh sure but who knows i mean they 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 broke the rules once they can do it again look i'm just saying that uh you know janice needs to come back from the nsa okay. and um and you know help to devise a way to send other people out just for mm -hmm. targeted missions and bring them back mm -hmm. even if we're unable to get ben back or sam back mm -hmm. at this point something, something. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, you know, speaking of getting Sam back, I, you know, I think I, I've, I've obviously been able to talk to like, you know, Drew and, and Dean a little bit about this, but I'm curious, you know, from an actor's perspective, the opportunity to, you know, to have Scott come back to the show, to get Sam back in the show. Um, how do you, how do you feel about that? I would love Scott to come back to the show. Uh, I think for me personally, I can speak for everybody. Um, it, so much of the love for the show and you know, the reason you do this, not, I mean, I think you like our show too, but there's a lot of other fans out there that would love to, to, to see that continued and see what happened to him. Yeah. Cause I mean, you bring him back. We're not just talking bring him back for a second like there's so much you can do with him what where has your life been what can he bring to the program yeah. um, what has he been working on for all these years has he come back and we like you know like there's so many ways to to do that um i would love him back i hope he considers it i you know i hope they can figure it out but i also understand that there's a lot of big moves that would have to happen to sure. make that happen and and i respect um you know, I respect, respect Scott very much and that he, you know, he's going to need certain things and, and, you know, he was the lead of the show and, and, and raised the lead of this show. So we, we're going to have to figure that out in a way that's, that's right because Ray shouldn't lose his show. Right. Uh, but, but, you know, I, I, I do hope the fans get what they've held on for so long for. <laughs> I hope, yeah. I hope Scott can can you know show some mercy but i respect the man he's a very bright man he's had a phenomenal career so if it works for him it works for him yeah yeah no i, I think that's a great answer and I, I for for me personally i i feel very similarly you know i mean in in my head i certainly you know have a thought of how i would like to see not like a storyline like i don't necessarily like nothing like that but certainly you know like you were saying have him back for for a little while you know not just like a scene or an episode or whatever no, bring like, him back. You, you gotta yeah you gotta bring him gotta bring him back but back, there's yeah. there's so many there's so many moving pieces right i mean there's so many things that, that that go into that and um and i think that for for me personally the show has 
gotten to a point that I, 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 I mean, I don't even think about that when I watch the show, you know, I'm always grateful as a fan of the classic series when, when he's referenced or when something from the classic series is referenced. Um, but I just, I, I love the sh show so much on its own, mm -hmm. you know, and what everyone's doing. I, I'm curious, you know, to that point, do you ever feel like, have you ever felt like, oh, I wish we were just our own thing and, and like a total reboot as opposed to being connected to the classic series? Or do you see that as being an asset? I think it's both. I think mm. obviously it's a huge asset in the, in the fact that, that there were people that were more willing to, to stick with us a little longer because they were fans of the original. Um, I also think it created a situation where there were some certain expectations that weren't met. And sure. in particular, those expectations weren't met by me. So I do think I took, you know, a good amount of the beating there. Um, but it's okay. That's okay. You know, yeah. I, it's, it's a, it's a tough world. Get a helmet. But, um, you know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. But uh, for the most part, the fans of this franchise are kind fans, which is not the truth for a lot of franchises out there. Right, right. So, you know what I mean? Even, even the people that I disappointed, you know, they didn't send dead animals to my house, which is nice. Um, it's, very, it's very true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, you know, and, and what's cool about it is, is, you know, there's a, there's always potential. Like Deborah always talks about, there's, there's ways to take the show in multiple directions. So yeah, that's cool. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I, I think that uh, let, let me just say, and certainly I don't speak for every, everyone, but my interpretation was, is it was, it was not so much you that people had a problem with as much as they just didn't have what they expected, which was, you didn't have what they expected, out, you know, and, yeah. and, and, it, and it, and it was odd for me. It was always odd for me, you know, I mean, go back and listen to the episodes even before the show premiered. And I, I was saying things at the time, even about how I, I didn't want that again, you know, that we got Sam and Al, I didn't want Sam and Al again. And maybe it's just the romantic in me or whatever. I was intrigued by the idea of having, you know, this couple of having, you know, these people, and it, it just added a, a, a different element. And I think that the wonderful thing is, is that with the changes that have been made to the show going into season two in in my opinion it's made that even better you know because i i, I you know kind of to, to take it one step further you mentioned earlier about you know someone you love obviously you don't have what addison and ben had without still feeling for them having you know having love in your heart for them i am curious as to what your interpretation as much as you can say anyway what your interpretation is of Addison's feelings for Ben at this particular point in time, even though she's, you know, she has moved on uh, with Tom. I think he's the person that she would have had the best life with, but they just missed. Hmm. I, you know what I mean? And there's those people, there's those, those people that you, that you were this close with, but then circumstances changed and then you made different commitments and someone else doesn't shouldn't be broken apart just because they're not you know the 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 one or maybe they should i don't know but um i think that's what it is it's one of those things where i don't think she feels any less for him yeah. it's just sometimes the 
the ship moves forward and and as previously previously mentioned life's tough get a helmet yeah, well, I have to go cry in my shower now. Sorry. But, um... <laughs> Sorry, but I no. do have to go soon. I, I know there was a couple uh, wrap-ups. So That's I totally fine. To... No, no worries. I completely understand. And and I really appreciate it. I'm so grateful for, for the time that you've shared with me. Um, I, I just have uh, yeah, two, two more things. Um, I mean, one, okay. I think that that's incredibly beautiful what you said. And I think that the idea that, um, that yes, it, 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 sometimes you, you do, you move on, but that doesn't negate what was shared with the, the person before. And I think that that's so important. And I think that it, it just adds so much. It adds a whole new dynamic to that to that story. Uh, I do have one last question, actually, from a, a longtime listener, first time caller, Mr. Drew Lindo. Oh, um, this guy. <laughs> has, uh, he wants he wants to know the favorite scene that you have filmed. Nothing he wrote. <laughs> Especially all those times he makes Ben kiss somebody in front of Addison. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. When I saw the script for six, I think the first thing I did was call Drew and be like, oh, really? <laughs> oh, he's just like kissing people now? Okay. <laughs> Drew. Uh, um, what's my favorite scene that I've, I've shot? Yeah. Oh, man. He would. <laughs> um, I mean... I think it was the date in Aww. 118. Yeah. Because I, well, first of all, I got to play two characters. So mm. yay me. Uh, and second of all, I got to be the Addison version living in this present, falling in love with somebody. And also the Addison version. And I did get to play with him in that because I was, we were more safe. I got to mess with him and, and kind of needle him a bit and keep him on track. But I also got to be the Addison that re-fell in love with Ben mm. because you watch how he made you fall in love with him in the first place and you get to watch it again and he's doing it again, but this time even more complicated. And I think it was funny and it was heartfelt and just that entire sequence from date to he tells me he's a time traveler and I laugh at his face and say it's the plot, like the whole thing just something about it felt like like Ben and Addison's quantum leap. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love that. I love that answer. Um, and Drew didn't write it. Uh, so <laughs> I <laughs> wrote that. Um, but I love um, your scripts. They're very good. They are. No, they're fantastic. They're so I, this last one, I mean, Secret History, was just so good. So, I know. so good. And he has yeah. to make the episode where Ben kisses another girl, like, an awesome episode. Couldn't you make it, like, a mid-episode? <laughs> if we could just make Hannah less likable, I think. Yeah, could we make know? her a little uglier? Like, she has to be this gorgeous, charismatic, sweetheart of a human being. I'm like, oh. I, I met Eliza. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i uh, well i just i can't say anything else right now at the risk of spoilers but uh <laughs> but i but but what i will say is thank you so much you oh, are oh my god amazing. of course thanks for having me yeah my pleasure um you're you're welcome anytime um <laughs> and uh i just i can't wait to share this with everyone um but yeah thank you so 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 much and i'm so glad that you're going to get back to work on the show and i can't wait to see where it goes next um and yeah you've just been amazing i, I loved doing this and i can't wait to do it again thank you 
Absolutely. Welcome back anytime. Awesome. Well, take care of yourself. Uh, Leapers, we're going to get out of here. Uh, stick around. I'll have a few comments afterwards. Uh, but once again, give it up. Give it up wherever you are. If you're in your car, if you're sitting at your desk at work, if you're behind your computer, just a little round of applause. Big round of applause. And, uh, and, and we'll be back real soon. Thanks so much.